Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, I'm Ed Byrne. And as my kids get older and the march of time pushes me ever closer to the inevitability of retirement, I've decided I'm in the market for a new hobby. But I seek guidance. So every week, I'll be meeting up with one of my celebrity chums, trying out their favourite pastime, and then interrogating them about it to see if it's for me. And just to make sure I fully divorce myself from the decision-making process, I will also be starting and finishing every episode with a chat with my wife, Claire, in order to fully examine whether or not said hobby is a good fit. This is Ed Byrne Needs a Hobby. What is it today? I'm heading up to Chatsworth House. Oh, very nice. To meet Kate Botley. Oh. Of whom I'm very fond. Kate Botley, as you know, I travelled through northern Spain with her on the pilgrimage programme. And then we also did... We've done various shows together, but we did the chase together. Oh, yeah. We did the Christmas edition of the Oh, yeah, what did she think chase. about quizzing? She's a big fan of a quiz as well. Kate has another hobby that I can't remember what it was she told me. It's something really, really odd, like collecting biscuit tins or something really odd. But her real passion is something I'm not really looking forward to, and that's wild swimming. Oh, God. Mm. You know me. I don't even like swimming. You don't like swimming and you don't like being cold. No. I mean, you're always cold in the house. I am always cold in the house. That's because you keep turning the heating down. Well, that's by the by. It's because you've no meat on your bones. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, where, what? You're going swimming in a yeah. lake or a river? Yeah, or she says she's going to check what the weather's like. Depending what the weather is like, it'll be either a lake or a river. Well, I hope it's a lake. It'll be warmer, won't it? You don't want to be in running water. It's always colder. It doesn't really make any odds. It's going to be freezing going to be cold. cold. As we record this, it is the start of February. And we're going to the Peak District. And I, I texted her, I asked her, is it all right to wear a wetsuit? She said, no, that's cheating. But I don't want to do this at all. No, I don't blame you. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing Kate. I'm already, I feel like I'm not giving this a fair shake. You've got to give it a go. Because by all accounts, everybody that has ever done it says how wonderful it is when you get out. Anyway, listen, you have to be positive about it. Yeah. Because you're doing it. And it, mm-hmm. and it uh, apparently is incredibly invigorating and very... 
uh, fulfilling and I mean it must be more and more people are doing it all the time mm. and Kate is somebody that you get on extremely well with mm-hmm. and she absolutely loves it mm-hmm. so you, you know it might be brilliant you might think it's brilliant well there's always comedic value in doing something you don't enjoy I mean maybe it'll be funny I'll be very curious to see what you make of it do you want there's a truck out there look full of water in it why don't you go and stand in it for practice <laughs> Cold water swimming. Yeah, I would call it cold water swimming, definitely. I think, I've been I've been referring to it as wild swimming. But sometimes it's not wild, you see, because sometimes you swim in pools when they're heating up. It's definitely the cold that does it, not the wild. Right. I find some people can sometimes be sniffy about the term wild swimming. Just listening to the radio the other day and somebody mentioned wild swimming and then said, or as we call it, swimming. Yeah. And I think that's an unfair distinction because if I asked you what your hobby was and you just said swimming, I would immediately jump to swimming pool and somebody doing lengths right but that's not what it's about no it's about the temperature for me i mean it does have the element of being outside and obviously being in the open water and, and rivers and lakes and waterfalls and all that sort of stuff that gives you a buzz but actually you can swim in cold pools and that gives you the same sort of little kick it's right the temperature i think more than the location that's interesting i did not realize that was until we were doing it today and you were talking about it today, that, that the cold was such an integral part of it. I always assumed that the cold was something that you suffered no. and that you didn't mind, but that what it was really about was just swimming, uh, being in the water in nature. But it's, it is the cold is an integral part of it for you. It's the cold for me that does it every single time. When the water gets warm in the summer, I get really sad, even if I'm swimming in a really beautiful place. Because it's just too warm, you can't get that light and nice adrenaline. And it, it's because it makes you feel strong. It's because it mm. makes you feel like you've done something that's a bit scary and a bit uncomfortable, but you've you've overcome it. So people go, "Isn't it cold?" And you go, "Yeah, it's cold." Mm. So it, it's not about trying to pretend it's not cold or fight the cold. It's about feeling the cold. Embrace the cold. And the first time I swam under five degrees, it won't be under five today. But the first time I swam under five degrees, I went with a Buddhist. And he was amazing because he was like, now nah, it's really cold. You just have to accept it. You just have to go, yep, this is cold and breathe through it. And everything in your body will be going, nah, nah, this is ridiculous. Get yourself out of here as quickly as possible. But the difference between this activity and other high adrenaline sports, I think, is that other ones are about attacking it. So like when you jump out of a plane, not that I've done that, I imagine, um, it's like, right, you have to psych yourself up for it. Whereas this one, it's much more about just accepting it accepting the sweet taste of death so you consider this a high adrenaline sport yeah but the adrenaline it's just purely almost from the the pain of the cold yeah so it's adrenaline without excitement (laughs) it's like a vodka (laughs) shot of exercise you know that buzz you get after running for ages and you get that nice little endorphin rush you get this in like five minutes instead of having to run for but without the benefit of the cardiovascular no, no, it's really good for your brown fat. <laughs> it's really good for your heart rate. I mean, we've got heart disease in our family, so I like to check it out every now and again. Make sure that it's, you know, the heart's still pumping round. That's what I like to do. Right, let me get... Look, wait, 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 wait. Let me get your maps out. Don't stand on the wall. Oh, gosh. Right. Don't get your feet... I forget just Don't the extent get your feet wet before you need to get I've started wet. taking my shoes off, oh, listeners, on, and, and oh, I've been a fool to myself, oh, my apparently, because I'm standing on the ground. <laughs> ah, 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 I can't get all my kit out to help you. There we go. So the trick is to make sure that when you get out, everything's in the right order for you to put it straight back on. 
So make sure your sock, socks are turned back the way you want them to be turned. <laughs> All that sort of stuff. And I'll just unzip this so my towel is ready for me. <laughs> right, let me show you where we're going to get in and where the dangers so are. So I'll put this mat over me yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, I'll put that over everything and then it'll keep things nice and dry for you. I've brought brownies and I've bought hot chocolate for us so we can get warm after. You happy? I am, yeah, yeah. Sure? Now the bad news is I've brought both my thermometers neither of which have got batteries in so I'm gonna, we're going to have to do the We'll have to do what we call the uh, the flax test when we get in to see how cold it is. <laughs> if, if enough women get in, it sounds like a round of applause as the old <laughs> If anything, this has made me even more sceptical about the hobby. <laughs> this is what I was kind of I was kind of getting on board. I knew it wasn't for me. When it was about fish and birds and nice trees and stuff. Mm. You were like, oh yeah, I could sort of get this. Yeah, but no, it's the cold. Part of me is like. Oh, but it can be nice sometimes. Oh no, she actually the the thing the thing that I see as the drawback is is the pure thing that it, yeah. that draws her to it. When it gets below ten, which here in mm-hmm. the autumn, when it gets below ten degrees, which here, then when it gets below five, people start phoning each other up and like, <laughs> it's below five. Where do you have below five? Oh, I've had below five in the river at the end of the road. Right, quick, let's go there. And then when ice is spotted, the rumor through the swim community spreads like wildfire that there's ice somewhere, and people jump in their cars and drive to the ice for the cold. Wow. So there's a swim pool out here, right? Haversidge, not mm-hmm. far from where we are today. Yeah. They've got an outdoor heated swimming pool at Haversidge. Mm-hmm. Their boilers are broken at the moment. So they were going to close the pool because the boilers are broken. Don't close the pool. We're all swimming there now. So we've all been for swims. I wouldn't normally go to Haversidge because it's heated. Right. But because their boilers aren't working, we're all swimming there. Has it, has it dawned on them now that this could be a great way to save money? <laughs> That's like me telling people... Oh no, I'm not actually in the hills. It's I go hill walking for the rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah. I look a bit like my spirituality and my belief in that I believe in a man raised from the dead. I know it makes no sense, but yet here I am. Do you ever wonder why he chose to walk on water? Do you ever think, did he walk on the water because it was warm, so there was no point in getting in it? So when did it start for you? Because you grew up not far from here, so landlocked. Yeah. Does the sea hold any draw for you? The sea's alright, but um, I don't really like salt water. I don't like the taste of it and it stings and all that sort of stuff. I've always got in fresh water, even when we were little. We'd always go paddling and I'd always fall in the rivers and then I just didn't get out really. But the proper kind of starting to deliberately go swimming and buy kit, which I think is probably when it started. So I've always got in the rivers in the summer <clears> and stuff. But I first bought kit about five years ago. Right. I bought a dry rope. Is that where you think when it when something crosses over from pastime to hobby? Yeah. Is the purchase of kit. When you start buying things and people start buying new things. So all of a sudden, of course, this wild swimming thing has really exploded in the last few years. Yes, it has. There's a load of merch now. You can get birthday cards with it on and T-shirts and mugs and car stickers and all sorts Mm -hmm. of things. And I also think it tips over when other people start buying you stuff Mm -hmm. that is to do with your hobby. That's when it's like a recognition. This is your thing. Mm -hmm. This is no longer just something you do once in a while. This is... Oh, this is who you are. Swimming guide for Christmas. Here is a new swimming costume for your birthday. You know, that's it. Take and why do you think, because it does seem to be a thing that, well, it seems to be a thing that women do. Um, why do you suppose that is? Well, I didn't want to say that. that. You could hear me hesitate. 
But I do feel that I am a certain age, that I can now use the phrase a certain age. Why do you think that is? Hmm. Is that part of it? Is it to counteract the hot flushes? I think it's also a little bit of your body... So your relationship with your body really changes because things aren't in the same place that they used to be. Things don't feel the same as they used to feel. And you're like, oh my goodness, all the sexiness has oozed out of every pore. How can I claim back anything of my body being strong and beautiful and capable? And there's something about standing naked at the side of a riverbank in minus two air temperatures, Mm -hmm. which means that you cannot be frilly about how saggy your boobs are. Right. You just have to embrace it. So it's a great thing for learning how brilliant your body is and also how normal everybody's bodies are. Getting into the strength thing, do you think that is part of the appeal of it? In that it does take a certain type of strength you're not lifting weights it's not an endurance as in you're running a long way but you're still doing a thing that other people can't do and it's a it's a form of endurance that other people don't have absolutely i was always last in the running race at school i was never what they would call sporty but put me in the water and i can do something that someone else can't do Mm. that feels really powerful and really strong i feel like a superwoman Mm. and the first time i ever went really cold water swimming at three degrees water was the first kind of under five degrees I felt invincible for the rest of the day. I was ready to second the world. Like, mm. a woman hit me raw. There is a, a kick out of that. And that's not mm. a, I feel powerful because someone else is weak. It's more about embracing that there are some things that you didn't think you were capable of. And then you are capable of them. And actually, it translates all the time. So that breathing stuff you were doing today, where you mm. kind of slow your breathing out. So everything in your body is saying, don't do this, don't do this, this, get out, get out, get out. And you need to slow your breathing right down and slow your heart rate right down. I use it all the time now. Whenever mm. I get nervous, whenever I get scared, I will say to myself out loud, you just get any cold water, Kate. You just get any cold water. And try and remember that what it feels like to get cold water mm-hmm. to slow my breathing right down. Because I suppose it can only ever get so cold because after that, yeah. it's solid. Well, I have to <laughs> get in. We do carry a hammer as part of the kit to, to cut holes in our... Right, I want to know exactly. So what kit have you got then? You've got the, the dry robe, which is the I thing you put on over your, over your clothes to, to get changed yeah, under. Swimming costume, something for your feet if you're swimming in a river or a lake because you don't know what's underfoot. If it's really cold, we'll wear neoprene gloves and neoprene socks, but that's when it's literal ice. But it wasn't cold enough today, really. To mm-hmm. And we weren't in long enough. If you were doing a, an ice mile or if you were trying to you know, swim a big distance, then you probably would have been worse for it. But they slow you up anyway. I did three triathlons for sport relief a couple of years back, and I wore a wetsuit for that. And it was like having sex in a sleeping bag. It was awful. Mm. There's just no room to get, you know, you just can't feel the water. So I don't really see the point. When you and your ladies are cold war swimming, as you would refer to it, and people get in in wetsuits, do you tut? Do your eyes roll? (laughs) What we do is they emerge Mm. at the Easter time in their wetsuits and they get in the water and it's like 12 degrees 13 degrees and they go mm. oh it's cold today it's cold today weather. Mm. It, it's tropical they don't know they're born they don't know they're born <laughs> and then they go and they go oh you're brave you're brave and they look at us and our swimsuits go you're brave like that and we can say mm. bloody hell you know we'd be swimming at one or two degrees <laughs> You say your husband has driven to York today to go. And is that a thing then? Do you, do you, tick, do you tick places off? There are guidebooks and people tick them off and they go, I'm having that today. I'm going to bag that one today. So I recently I did Devil's Bridge up in Kirby Lonsdale, which I've been wanting to do for ages. Mm. So you get in at one end of the river and you let the river carry you. Okay. 
and that's a lot of fun. And you go under, you go under about three or four bridges. But the trouble is, you have to get out and walk back. And the bridges you go under are A roads. So you're actually crossing the road in your swimming costume in November, waving at the cars and then getting back in again. I suppose the trick is to go with a friend and, and park at either end. So they can drive you back. Well, yeah. <laughs> there are like 15 of us all in swimsuits, all walking up an A road together. And you just think, I wonder what the conversations are going on in those cars. Is that that big for us? So where we went today, a Chatsworth house, you, you've obviously been there before. Yeah, Is that a regular spot for you? Swim spot. And you can tell from where we got in, the bank was really well worn away. You could see the passage yeah. down to the edge of the water. Mm. And when you know what you're looking for, you can see entry and exit points really easily because you won't get in anything that you couldn't get out of mm. very quickly. I'm surprised how deep it was, how quickly it got that deep that I couldn't touch the bottom. I feel for me, I'm five foot. Mm-hmm. It gets deeper for me quicker than it did for you. Yeah. I got worried because it's, I knew you would save me. But I didn't want that to happen. <laughs> I knew that if I just find myself in difficulty, that 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 you would have done. Yeah, but I didn't want you to, no. and I did worry that you might have to, because I was surprised. It was fast flowing water. It wasn't still water, so no. you were sw- and you were swimming against the current, mm. which is a really hard. It's a hard swim. Mm. So we would normally swim. There's a, a weir further up, and what we would normally do is swim weir to weir. And then let the river carry us back down. So that's about a 20, 25 minute swim mm. against the current. So you feel it. It's very hard to swim when you're really cold. That's one thing I also have discovered. I'm not a strong swimmer anyway. I'm glad you're so, swimming that now. Yeah. <laughs> Would you recommend a quick submersion or, or a slow lowering? Nice and slow so you don't shock the system too much. Oh, I'm waiting for your knee to stop feeling like it's getting worse still. 
I was surprised at how long it took before I felt all right in the water as well. Yeah, and that's when people bail. So you did really well because that first few minutes when you're really cold and it's really horrible, mm-hmm. and it's horrible. I've been doing this for five years. It's still horrible. That mm-hmm. first few minutes. And you think, right, sod this for a game of soldiers. I'm yeah. out of here. If you can get past that, mm-hmm. then it doesn't feel cold anymore. Well, I wouldn't go that far. But it, <laughs> it, I was surprised at how long you spend still feeling worse still go oh this is I'm no oh this is still oh now it's hurting and now it's hurting more and that feeling and I really thought I I, I thought it would come sooner that feeling of okay it's not so bad but that feeling did come eventually yeah yeah, it does come and then the trick is to not stay in too long because you feel great and also I think because it's normally middle-aged menopausal women that do it yeah there you I'm splashing (laughs) I mean, I'm generally not as fit as I have been. I haven't been running as much. But it does take your breath away. It really does. It's easier swimming back. But us sturdy girls are built for this kind of thing. What's that? Something I have a pool. I did not. My house this. has a pool. Outdoor? Yeah. yeah. Unheated? No, it's heated. Even in the winter? Uh, it, uh, we turned it off for a couple of months a year. Yeah. We've got like a, it's got like a big, uh, like greenhouse over it. Uh huh. Perspex thing. Oh yeah, I know the tight. I still don't get in it. <laughs> don't you? I've got in the old pool and I hardly <laughs> ever get in it. My family get used. So that's the extent to which I don't swim. Oh, wow. I'm glad you told me that now, <laughs> when I've got you in, as opposed to when you got out. Okay? Yeah. Well, that's one of the best things when you get a fly patch. Yeah. Or the swans fly past you, yeah. or the geese, or whatever. That's always good fun. When the pikes brush past you, like, that's less entertaining, I'll be honest. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, you said to me just as we were getting to the, just as I was getting to the bank, I was thinking, this is, I'm really tired. I'm out of breath. And... I'm, I'm not enjoying this. I just began, and then you said you should be able to stand on the bottom now. And I, went, and I was, oh please God, please God, please God. <laughs> and when our feet just touched soft earth, I was like, oh, that's there good. I can, yeah. yeah and it's fine. It's over. Me, you know, I'll swim out into the middle of a lake every now and again and go, oh crap, what have I done here? Mm. I better get myself back quick because mm. I'm getting tired now and I'm a long way out. So you do overestimate yourself occasionally. I'm sure, you know, runners do that, don't they? Walkers do that. Yeah. Everybody does that once in a while. It's good to scare yourself as well, to remind yourself that this is dangerous. No, that also surprised me. I expected when once I got out to then feel really cold, but it actually. I think I just wasn't feeling anything. The dangerous time when you swim in is when you start to feel warm in the cold water. Right, that's hypothermia. Yeah. And it starts to feel warm, and you're thinking, oh, it's nice and now. Hmm. That that is hypothermia. Yeah, that is apparently that's a classic thing as well when people are found, you know, in Arctic conditions. Is a lot of time they're naked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they feel yeah. so hot towards yeah, yeah. the end. I know I push it too far when I can't talk when I get out. Yes, I would imagine if you can't talk, something serious. <laughs> She's not speaking. Something's wrong. Quick, let's get to it. <laughs> so, yeah, so Chatsworth is a well-known swim spot and nobody owns the water but people own the bank. So, you know, you have to be a little bit sort of a little bit careful about where you swim and you can get told off. And the trick is if you get told off, you just go, I'm so sorry, and you get your clothes and you go home. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you don't uh, get told off if they're there. They let okay. The Duke and Duchess of Devonshire are very amenable to people swimming. I thought this would be the worst bit. I don't feel as bad right now as I thought I was going no, to. No, you'll have a little bit of what's called after dropping about three minutes when your body realises that 
it doesn't need to fight to keep you warm in quite the same way. Trick is to take that top off before you put the towel right. on. Uh, how to and do when your the second hands trick is work. not to be shy. Oh, <laughs> oh God. No room for frilliness. Oh, I'm aware of, of how little I'm feeling. Like uh, there's totally a, a definite numbness here. <laughs> yeah, it's good for that. So how often do you do this? Um, depends what my weight looks like, like most things, but ideally every day. Really? Yeah, ideally. River behind the house. And I've got a barrel in the back garden that I sit in. <laughs> Cold water barrels that I go and sit in. But there's nothing like living water, you know, like the rivers and the lakes and stuff. In 2019, I did 365 swims. Okay. Waterfalls are really good fun. Swimming under waterfalls and that sort of thing, that's always good fun. And also, you know me, I'm a desperate attention-seeking maniac. <laughs> so I quite like in the winter when people are walking past in woolly hats and gloves going, oh, you're never getting in. I am. I am getting in. I, am, I quite know. like a bit of that. Other people are like, oh, it's so peaceful. I like to be on my own when I'm... I'm like, no, 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 give me an audience. There's a point in doing it if no one's looking. <laughs> oh. oh, yes. The life unexamined. Huh? <laughs> Got your dry hat. I mean, it's just the kit, really. I kind of like that you can be as unglamorous as you like doing this. Yeah. I've brought a spare cosy if you want to do another one on the way back. No, I think I <laughs> you don't. feel like <laughs> you've I done it. You did really well. Experienced it. You did really well. I'm, 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 I'm not joking. I still have not got feeling everywhere. There's still <laughs> numbness. <laughs> yeah, my foot doesn't seem to want to cooperate with putting my socks back on. <laughs> Why am I shivering? Because you haven't been really been in that long. You haven't been in long enough to get a shiver on. But I shiver like if I get out of bed in a, cold, <laughs> in a warm in a room that's not warm. Because enough. because all because your body knows how cold you've been, so it's chucking everything at you. It's burning. I presume that's why it is. I mean, I don't know the science and the biology of it. I'm, I do religion, babes. Um, you know, so you don't do science. <laughs> no, I do. Go on, <laughs> um, but it, yeah, you haven't really been in long enough. I don't think to get a shiver on, but. I like that little tingle. Little tingle. Nice. Little I mean, tingle. You, here you are, uh, an Anglican priest, <laughs> presenter of songs of praise. Here I am, rationalist humanist, member of the Human Association. And I feel like the thing we would fall out over is our attitude to wild swimming. Oh, yeah, we won't fall out over anything else. I feel like this would be our most fundamental difference. It's funny though, because it's it, it does have a religious aspect to it. A lot of people. I mean, I'm not saying that people who swim are religious, but there's definitely a like. I don't know. You know the. It's the closest I've come to brain. <laughs> <laughs> so how I feel when I've been cold water swimming is I can't think about anything else while I'm doing it other than the cold water swimming. I don't know about you, Ed, but I have a million things going off in my head at mm-hmm. the time. And, you know, a lot of those things are quite big worries or, you know, responsibilities. But when I'm getting in freezing cold water, all I can think about is breathing in and out and not dying. So that's why I love it. Mm-hmm. How did you feel before, during and after? I mean, it's not high praise to say of something, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> that's, I was not looking forward to it. Bearing in mind, I don't really like swimming. Yeah. I go on beach holidays with my family because they like them. I don't do it for me. When it comes to water, I quite like kayaks and canoes and things like that. But that is my experience of water. So getting into water is not something that I generally enjoy. I also 
don't like being cold. I hate it. I hate the cold. May I, myself and my wife are locked in a war of attrition over the thermostat in the house. She likes it cooler. I like it warmer. So every factor of this it goes against what I would want to do. Having said all of that, I still hated it. No, having said all that, it wasn't as bad, it wasn't as, bad as I thought it was going to be. And, and I get it. I'm going to say that. And I, I, I do get it. And I find it very interesting, particularly the concept, the cold is such an important part of it. That is something I've, I've really only learned today. And I understand it. I'm, it's not something, I'm not buying a dry robe. I'm not buying a dry robe. Funnily enough, the bit I was dreading the most was the getting changed afterwards. I, for some reason, I expected that to be the worst bit. Even that was, was fine. The getting in was um, the worst bit, right? Getting in was worst. I think around about minute three was the worst bit, where it just still felt like it was never going to stop stabbing me in every part of my body. And I couldn't quite breathe properly. That I felt was, and it felt like it was never going to get any better. That was the worst bit. And it did get better? It did. Good. But I definitely feel that it could do with, with a sauna or a hot tub as part of the, the thing. Perfect. Mm. You just turn the heater up in the car when you get back in. Mm. But I'm looking back on it and, and, and I'm, I'm happy to have done it. I'm not regretting spending the morning in a cold river with you. It was lovely to have you spend <laughs> When you're on holiday, have you ever experienced the thing of going the hot, cold, hot, cold? Because I quite like that. I do enjoy, and I have done in the past and will do in the future, is going hot, cold, hot, cold. So going from a hot tub into a cold water or a, or a sauna into a plunge pool, that sort of thing. Yeah. Does that appeal to yeah, you at all? That appeals to me as well. So the extremes of temperature really mm-hmm. appeals. I love that. So I'm swimming Scottish Winter Championships and there's a hot tub. Scottish Winter Championships. Now, sorry, I'm going to zero in on that. What is the Scottish Winter Championships? <laughs> So it's not a question of how long you can stay in, is, or is there also no, one of those? No, it's not endurance, no. it, it's um, distance, and it's just a whole load of people who like cold water getting together and doing cold water. Because it, it is, that is the one thing I found, I mean I'm not a strong swimmer, but I was struggling. Oh, distance means a whole different thing. Just to get back to the bank, yeah, when you're, when you're really cold, it's, yeah. it's really hard to swim. Yeah. And that's the other thing I really love about it. So I don't know about you at school, but I was always, you know, it was how fast you go and how far you go. And surely when, when the triathletes come out in, in the Easter time, that's their first question. You know, they get their garments out and they go, oh, how far have you done? How fast have you done? Mm. And the other thing I really love about cold water swimming, those things aren't a question. If you got in and got off your feet, you've had a great swim. But going f- further and faster in that temperature is much more difficult. Miles. I mean, I'm not that kind of swimmer, you know. Uh-huh. At the moment, there's people who are swimming a mile under five degrees, and that is a recipe of madness. Mm. I did 500 metres last weekend and couldn't speak for an hour. Mm. And I still do it, even though I swim, even though I do this really regularly. There are times I get out of the water and go, oh dear, oh, oops. I've gone too far. Oops, <laughs> I've really been a bit severe. Or you get to the water's edge... And you don't get in, you just go, oh no, there's something not right today, I'm not feeling it. You get like spidey senses. Oh really? There's, there's something not right. Not about the water, but about you, that your head's not in the right place, or you're going to push yourself too far, or you're going to get into trouble, you're going to panic. Mm. And you, I did it the other week, I got to the edge of the water and I thought, I'm not in right frame of mind for this, I'm not doing this. Don't feel right. Interesting. Hot chocolate instead. Because that's, that's a classic thing. With, with, with hill walking, for instance, is, is that people, people go when they shouldn't. Yeah. 
I, I, I asked uh, mountain rescue guys if there's, there's one if there's one common factor that leads to you having to be called out. Like, what's the mistake that people make? And it's he says people book the time off work, they book the accommodation, they all they go to the Cairngorms wherever it is, and then the weather is too bad to go, and they go well we've come we've come all this way, and they just go anyway. So yeah, that idea of knowing in yourself when to go, this isn't a good idea. And is if it, we got to water's edge today and I'd looked at it and thought, I don't like the look of it, I want, we wouldn't have gone in. I, well, I would have been really annoyed about that now. Because, <laughs> I mean, I've, again, I've come here for this. <laughs> I didn't even want to do it. But we've digressed, which, as, as the best conversations do. So the Scottish Water Championship, we're, we're going back to the hot cold thing. So yeah. does that, does that happen there? They have hot tubs and saunas and all that sort of stuff. And it's um, and so we'll be doing a bit of that. But we'll get, I mean, we'll, a good day is about five swims in a day. So mm-hmm. we'll get five or six swims in while we're up there. And we'll go ice hunting while we're up there. So we'll go looking, hopefully it's above the snow line, some of it. So we'll go looking for some ice and smash some ice and get in. Have you ever been to Scandinavia? Have you ever been in the Nordics? I've never, I've never done cold water abroad. No. I'd love to do that. I'd love to have a go at and what I want to do is, you know, the Russian Orthodox Church when they do the baptism in the cut hole in the ice and they dunk themselves in okay. and um, Epiphany on the coming of the kings. I'd love to do that. I'd love to have a go at that. Oh, just so co- combining cold water religion. swimming cold with religion. Water, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I'd love to do a tour of, um, you know, like all the ancient holy water sites that you know Christians took over and stuff, and St Bridget's Well and all that kind of thing. I mean, that would be amazing to do some proper sacred swimming would be incredible and I've had I saw an underground waterfall a few few months back and just was in bits absolute bits you know for my friends who were with me they were crying too they had a spiritual experience but they ascribed that spiritual experience to something else mm-hmm. but you know for me it, it is integral to my faith as well so the underground cold water swimming is that another niche sort of are there people who are yeah, really, into that, who, really into that what do they do they yeah, refer to themselves as anything <laughs> do they think do they do they have nicknames for the overgrounders <laughs> I do. I don't. I, I, we, they're insane. They're a different breed. They're like mole people. They're like you know, blink when they come out into the sun. But yeah, there, there are people who take this even further. I mean, like anything, like hill walking, like yeah. anything, like stamp collecting. There are people who are nuts about this and will travel halfway across the world to swim for half an hour. I'm curious about the underground thing. So <laughs> they, they, do they have like miners' lamps and stuff? Yeah, you have you have like caving lamps and things. To go under. I mean, the good thing about underground swimming, it's a lot less revealing when you get changed because you just turn the lights off. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Whereas it's, it's like the one of the one of the most challenging things when you start cold water swimming is, you know, sometimes I'll take people and they go, "So where do we get changed?" And you go, <laughs> uh, "Here." Like yeah. That. And they're like, "Oh my goodness, that's the first thing to get over." I don't think about it anymore. You sort of forget that when you're bending over to get your socks, that you know there's a car park and a garden centre behind you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Are there other ways you can combine it? Are you into kayaking or canoeing or fishing or any of that? Yeah, we, we upset fishermen a lot. Right. They get quite grumpy with us because we scare the fish away. Um, but I dare say. Downstream. Um, so people do paddle boarding. Um, dog swimming is quite popular. So you take your dog swimming with you. So there are lakes that will specifically open up. For owners to swim with their dogs. Right. My dog doesn't swim. He's a greyhound. Borrow, borrow a dog. <laughs> I wanted to get Newfoundland. You know, Newfoundlands are like swim, they're swim yeah. specifically for swimming. So I was looking at getting one of those and I was talking to somebody about them and they said, no, don't get those because they're bred to rescue you. So they're not good dogs to swim with. Because oh, because I was trying to get you get, you get, you get, get you out. out again. <laughs> <laughs> don't swim with that. That you could almost sort of play fetch then with the dog. <laughs> You just keep getting in and out.
why do you think it is that it's exploded lately? Because you've been you've been doing it a long time. I think it's I think it's multi leveled. I think lockdown had a lot to do with it because it was free and pools were shut. So I think right. that had a lot to do with it. I think interesting. I think there's something to do with whenever we seem to go into periods of financial hardship as a nation, people look for activities that are more wholesome. So we we know that we see an explosion in things like knitting and crochet and wholesome activities mm-hmm. that are very connected to you know sort of low tech stuff. Mm-hmm. So we often see that when we see dips in the economy. So I think it might have something to do with that, that there's a, an interest in embracing things that feel more connected to the past, perhaps. I also think that as technology advances and stuff, we, we look for getting reconnected with nature as well. And I think that simply just people talking about it mm-hmm. is the thing that spreads it. It's cheap. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's but it can also be expensive. I love that. It's as expensive as you want. Yeah. I mean, those dry rubs are 150 quid or whatever a coat. Yeah. But that's an investment. You know, mm-hmm. if you buy one of those, we, we have this joke that when we take people cold water swimming, if they buy a dry rub the week after, we go, oh, that's it, we've got them. They've been recruited, we've converted them. <laughs> and, it, and it's true, you know, you sort of, I went for my first proper cold water swim. And then I think I got a dry rub two weeks after. Mm-hmm. And I went, that's what I need. I need one of them. And then it also is part of defining yourself, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Now? There are car, literal car stickers that said dry rub one. But they've become, I mean, apparently it's what everybody wears in like Cornwall now. It's like the thing to wear. Oh, you just walk around in them. Where I live in landlocked Retford, there aren't very many wild swimmers, I'll be honest with you, or cold water swimmers. And so when I go into Aldi in one of those coats, I look like I'm nicking big chickens. <laughs> By security, guys, watch her. Watch her, she's got a mince down her leg. So, Kate, tell me on cold water swimming, if you if you just met me and you, and you wanted to pitch this idea as a hobby I should take up, what would you say? Cold water swimming is a wonderful hobby because it gets you outside into the open, fresh air. It gets the pulse rate going. It gets your heart rate going. But at the same time, it helps connect you with something um, very ancient, the water system. And when I go into the water, I can go in with all sorts of problems and worries and the water just washes it all away, cleanses me physically and spiritually and mentally. And um, it's also always followed up with a bit of cake and some hot chocolate. did it go with Kate Botley? Yeah, it was lovely to see her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For her, it's not about the wild swimming. It's not about the swimming necessarily in nature. No. It is about cold Cold water swimming. Cold water, yeah. Which can fuck off further than wild swimming (laughs) could. (laughs) It's not even the distance, is it? It's about getting cold. Yeah, specifically. So when you said jokingly before the interview... There's a trug out there if you want to just stand in it. That's not a million miles no. from what Kate will do. If she can't, for whatever reason, get to a, an actual swimming spot, as you say, she has a barrel yeah. in the back garden and she'll just get in that. Yeah, and that'll do. Mm. And just sit in it. Yeah. For how long? I, I, I didn't press her on exactly how long she'll sit no, in the barrel. How long did you sit oh, in I the Oh, I was in the lake for... Um, between five and ten, definitely. That's I quite don't. A difference. I don't think it was ten minutes. It was certainly more than five. Right. And yeah. did, were you moving? Were you swimming? Yes, I was swimming, but it's really hard. What's what I wouldn't p- pigeonhole what I was doing. <laughs> I wouldn't specifically say what stroke I was doing. I was. Thre- you know me. I'm not a great swimmer. I'm not exactly economical in my movements. There's a lot of splashing generally. But when you're that cold, your body like I've got. I'm sore. 
now, the next day. Right. Because... From what? From doing an exercise with cold muscles. You know, normally when you do anything, you, you, might, you, you might just you have a golf swing. You might do what, you know, you might just be doing a, a bit of work in the garden and you'll do a bit of a stretch before you start digging. You, swimming, your muscles are cold no matter what you do. So, yeah, so reaching, Sorry, doing that thing. did you say you'd have a stretch before you did some digging in the garden? <laughs> One might, I'm saying. I'm a thing I do. Just before you go to dig some compost, you might just have a lean over and do a little bit of touch your toes and might stuff you? like that. Just to, rather than getting straight in and doing your back in. Do you, do you stretch in bed before you get out of bed and go for a walk? My God. Okay, so how far did you swim? Did you Were you swimming solidly for the... Approximately seven minutes. I swam. You were, in. We, were you constantly there, moving? There were some overhanging branches that I was able to hang on to for a bit when I wanted a, needed a rest. Okay. And she's off, and she's just there, and she's delighted and, and 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 happy. And at one point, she went onto her back and looked just like an otter. She just was so serene and pleased, and just in her element. While I just really didn't didn't like it and then after about five minutes it doesn't get any worse and i think okay. there's a certain amount of numbness so you're not but as i say it's hard to move so you couldn't swim fast enough to keep warm it's not, no absolutely not no and you wouldn't and it's not about keeping warm anyway it's, it's about not. allowing yourself to be cold no and this and is relaxing do like so do you is the point to slow your heart down as far as i can tell what's really what it's about and what i respect about it it's about it's about being able to do it it's about the, it, the endurance of being that cold and and just being able to do it. But you, yeah, you don't really warm up. I was glad when I did it that it was over and I was glad that I had done it. It's absolutely not something I'm going to pursue in the future. How long does Kate stay in for on a normal job? Like if she's going off on a cold water swim, what, how long does she... Oh, a good bit longer, but she has, she said she's had time. So this is the thing, it's, it's, it's kind of dangerous. In that she's come out of a, of a, of a swim and realised that she'd been in too long. Okay. Because that's the thing. I think if you, if you stay in it for too long and your core temperature starts to drop, to drop. then you can get hypothermia. Yeah. And, it's and you do have to start looking at each other. Yeah. So you know, you have, yeah. And, and that's the thing. And, and they've had to help other people. She was telling me stories right. about, you know, blokes just, you know, they see them and they jump in and they go under because they, the shock of the cold right. makes them do a, an intake of breath and they, their water goes in their lungs and they're, cho- you know. I get the idea of being able to do a thing that other people can't do. I like, like part of the thing I, I enjoy about hill walking is that other people who are stronger and faster, etc., etc., than I am, couldn't walk for as far, for as long, with as much weight on their back. And there's, you know, that is. Well, that's celebrating our differences, isn't it? Yeah, Thank and it's goodness, in, we're yeah. not all rugby players. Yeah, and just it? doing what you you can do, and and I think the, the ability to submerge yourself in freezing ass cold water for a long time is the thing not everybody can do, and it's impressive when people do it. The other thing about it, though, that I just would put me off it is that it's one of those things where people are compelled to say the same thing to you, in the same way that if you're washing your car and somebody goes by, they have to say, "You can do mine next if you want." All right. If you're cold water swimming, according to Kate, like people always have to say just the same, well, you're brave, or isn't it cold, or 
rather you than me. Yeah, yeah. There's always got to be. Well, definitely rather you than me, Kate. To constitute a hobby, how often do you have to do it? Like how well, she would do she it 365 go? days a year, as I'm saying. She goes every day. If she can't get in the water, she, so she can't go, as you say, she can't go on the jump, she's going to run. So she's actually, yeah, she's quite a, you know, someone who's into her streak. Right. Has definitely, has done it. Well, I think time. you should stand in the truck tomorrow to get, you know, get practising. So the next time you're in the north and you can ring Kate up and you could be a bit better. No. And you might not be so moany about it next time I think I've done it for the last time have you you don't think you'd enjoy it more a second time no <laughs> no that was a very good I, I wouldn't enjoy it any time ever okay so that's not going to become your new hobby no so you needn't buy me a dry robe for my birthday oh that's something Ed Byrne Needs a Hobby was presented by me Ed Byrne obviously the music was by Clementine Arnold and it was produced by Laura Grimshaw Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.